A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. <laughs> uh, I am Tommy Teebs Pico And I'm Drea Washington And we are Scream Queen, Queen A podcast about scary movies For people not typically depicted in scary movies uh, So Drea on this show likes to talk about how I don't like kids and so to true. prove her wrong, I brought my child to work today, my <laughs> lovely iPad Pro. Uh, their pronouns are they, them. Um, thank you. <laughs> uh, prominently displaying a sticker for Domino Sound, which who lovingly produces this show. Uh, how are you doing, Drea? Great. I got to say, Drea has a wonderful um, uh, Chucky t-shirt on right now with mm-hmm. the pentagram uh, and the boobies and everything. Looking good. <laughs> looking good, D. Looking at Chucky's boobies? I was looking at Chucky's titties. <laughs> this week, uh, our scary movie is going to start out with an act one, pour one out with Gervetta Gervetta and Demons. Uh, our act two, since this is coming out Tuesday the 29th, right before Halloween, we thought we'd just talk about Halloween for a little while. Uh, ourselves, our costumes, our candy and some of the Halloween franchises. And uh, we're going to close out this week with our Act 3 Scream Queen, Brandy, as Carla. And I still know what you did last summer. And I still know who you did last summer. No, you and don't. And it was all right. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know my business. I know some of your business. Oh, Lord. <laughs> all right, take it away. Act 1, we're talking about Goretta Goretta. This is a... a I kind of low-key consider this a Scream Queen because I just like the fact that even though... In all, okay, and te- technically she's a poor one out. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. she gets killed first. She's the first one to go she's out. She's the first one dead. But she's in there the whole time, and she's just demolishing everybody. Yes. And that's kind of different. I mm-hmm. mean, it's like, a, it's not even just like, a, she's coherent. Like, even though she's not herself anymore, like, she's she's a different bitch. She's a, whole, she's a brand new bitch. Let's talk about, okay, so Goretta <laughs> Goretta plays Rosemary in this movie Demons, uh, mm-hmm. 1985. Um, very sort of atmospheric Italian film, uh, I Giallo. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you know, similarly, it's 1985, she, she does have that gem in the holograms makeup. She does have that body by jazzercise, which is on point. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Leotards all day. Leotards all day. So um, this movie, like, uh, I guess, like, there's this, like, sort of half-mass, like, uh, uh, Phantom of the Opera times Kano in Mortal Kombat looking dude who like goes around giving out movie tickets <laughs> he to random like Kano. people. A Kano little bit, is right? an accurate description. Yes. <laughs> a little bit. Um, and he goes out giving these golden tickets to this movie theater and so there's this random hodgepodge of people um, one of them being Goretta Goretta one of them being like the, our main girl um, whose name I can't recall at this point if she even had a name to begin with to be honest it's with you. It's actually there's no real main girl like I the main girl is not a main girl mm-hmm. you know like well she, the first person that we see like it's through her eyes yes. that we come to this movie yes. theater the, the fir- what I mean is like the first main girl that is just so blase mm-hmm. that I don't even think about her I can't even if 
she's she's got she's one of those white girls with one of those faces where as soon as you close your eyes you can't remember what she looks like yeah. my friend Lauren accuses me of having white blindness <laughs> <laughs> that's a thing that's a thing <laughs> um, so they all go to this movie theater there's like I don't know a a, a a motorcycle with a dude on and a, and a random samurai sword and this thing has a mask and then Greta Greta takes the mask puts it on her face but it scratches her and then mm-hmm. everyone goes into the movie theater they start watching this movie no one really knows what it's about there's like a creepy well, like it's elf. a movie within a movie yeah, and this yeah. movie that is being played to them in the audience is actually telling them what's about to happen to them mm-hmm. and they don't realize that they've been drawn to this theater and it's all a setup mm-hmm. um, and there's like uh, what was that movie Elf um, with uh, Will Ferrell. So there's like a, an usher who's basically wearing an elf costume. <laughs> Where are we going with this? <laughs> you know, the, the usher in this, in this, not usher, the singer, I mean, uh, the usher in the theater had basically like an elf uniform on. That's what I kept thinking the whole time. I was like, did she, is this the precedent for Will Ferrell's outfit in elf? Because she kind of looked elf-like to me. Oh, okay. That's all. Interesting. Uh, and so then on screen, you know, you see somebody get, uh, cut. So on screen, they they um, the movie within the movie has these kids going to uh, a cemetery to uncover Nostradamus's grave. Yeah. And once they do so, they pull out his book, and there's a mask in there. And then one of the dudes puts the mask on, and it scratches him, and he turns into a demon. Mm-hmm. Um, and Goretta's like sitting there, getting more uncomfortable, being like, "Oh, my face is still bleeding." Like da 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 da. So she goes into the bathroom to take a look at it. It turns into a humongous fucking pimple full of, I don't know, like demon uh, toxic ooze juice or some bullshit like that. Pops all over her face. Then she's like a demon. And her best friend or her, her girlfriend comes into the uh, bathroom her, after her. Her, Well, they're they hoes. <laughs> <laughs> they're hoes. <laughs> and they're there with their, their, their dude, Tony, their pimp, Tony. Okay. Is Yeah. So they're all in cahoots together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, you know, honestly, it's a tragedy and stuff because she just—they look so cute. I'm they like, did. those looks. Like, why yeah. would they mess up those looks? They were snatched. Yes. Yeah. 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 And they, yeah, they just fuck with that immediately. Yeah. And I thought that was just very rude. So they just dropped off. So then, like, then there, then there are these demons that are just going around eating these random people in the theater. Like, people are turning one by one. Massive panic ensues. They're like running all around the theater. They realize that the theater has been bricked in, like mm-hmm. that there there is no way out. Um, so basically, just like a bunch of sweaty people screaming, not knowing what, yeah, and just utter confusion the entire time. That makes no sense. <laughs> yeah, just running around. I I did really appreciate. I mean, it just when you watch movies of this era, that's that nostalgia of like this is what people had to do before CGI. Right. You know, like the kind of the inventive makeup and the ways in which people was running all over the place. No, the practical effects are on point in this. Like, I I really do. It's it's very like, I'm not a big fan of puke and all that kind of stuff in in horror movies. That's what really gets to me. Mm -hmm. And this balances on that because it's like when you bring in like green slime to something, it's not. It's like, okay, this isn't real. Yeah. So I can like rationalize this. Yeah. So it's like, okay, this is this is play. Yeah. Um, but then there's moments where it's like it's pretty graphic. It's like, disgusting. Yeah. And it's also a mess. It goes it's all a over hot the place. Mess. Uh at one point a helicopter crashes through the ceiling. They don't explain where that helicopter uh, came from. They're going around with samurai swords, people's in the air, hate, con- air conditioning. That is what makes this film so special. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there is a scene where they have a I mean, and it's all set up in the beginning, actually. So you, the, they take that motorcycle and a samurai sword, and, and, and they just go in circles for like five minutes. I think it goes on to kill all these damn zombies and uh, zombie yeah. demons or whatever Zom- they are. They, you know yeah. What I mean? yeah, they're, what, they're what, both. They're, they're, they're both. Yeah. But, uh, uh, well, I personally 
feel that even in, even towards the end, you still see Goretta popping up in there. Like yeah. she's she's taking people out. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I and they she all she has a high kill count. But they she all deserve to go too. They're all annoying as fuck. I mean, everyone there does. I mean, all they did was stand and scream. I mean, here's the thing: there's like the difference in in horror movies and also in genres of horror and within uh, different countries that make horror. I am less mm, enthused by that version of horror where the people just stand there and scream until they're eventually dead. Mm-hmm. I like a little chase, you know. And some people in this just stand there and scream, and I'm like, oh, you. If you're, if that's is, if that's how like thinly you cling to life, maybe it should be taken away from you. I don't know, but I don't know what how I would interact I mean, and react in that situation. To be honest with you, because I probably <laughs> would just stand there and scream because I was like, you know, <laughs> my survival instinct instinct isn't actually that strong. <laughs> I mean, these types of films like they're intentionally supposed to be like kind of bad mm-hmm. like it's but then like you you watch the acting in this and you're like I think they're just bad actors. Yeah. Uh, but it works. It works really well for me. I'm just, at some point, the director was like, okay, now everybody act hysterical because they make it to a different room and then they realize that one's bricked in too. And then all of a sudden, everyone's just screaming their hair, screaming and tearing their hair out. And it's mm-hmm. like, that was a direction and this is weird. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Greta Greta's uh, Twitter bio, I believe, says, I'm that black chick in all them Italian horror movies. So mm-hmm. uh, she's got a lane. Mama has a lane. Yeah. Um, and, you she know, get, she doesn't get in nobody knows about her really like i don't hear about goretta goretta and anything but uh she's been making the circuit lately and a lot of uh horror conventions comic conventions and mm-hmm. she's getting some like finally a little praise mm-hmm. for her work um and then the way that this movie wraps up is that apparently this demon zombie horde has t- overtaken the whole city i believe this is in berlin um just because some of the train stations were in german i think yeah um, but it doesn't really necessarily give us a place but then then it's just like they're running from zombie hordes all all over the world i don't know it's just Th- it, 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 it and it's the apocalypse it's the apocalypse yeah. so nbd ghouls are demons rather this movie's called demons uh goretta goretta you went before your time. Yeah. Let's pour one out for Goretta Goretta. Pour it out all the way. <laughs> can't do it, can't do it, can't do it. All right. Uh, we've survived into the act two uh, of our show today, and we're going to talk about Halloween. Um, Halloween is positioned, at least in the Northern Hemisphere, uh, when traditionally the harvest season ended and the winter would begin. And it was thought that uh, at this point, um, the barrier between the spirit world and our world was thin and porous. And so you get all these celebrations and such. And now it's just about kids getting that candy and people hoeing. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it. I mean, I have a onesie that's a skull, a glow-in-the-dark skull, a skull a bodycon basically outfit that I have cut to make super duper short and to have no sleeves. And that's my Halloween costume every single year now because I'm trying to get it in. So, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, homemade all the way. That's how I grew up. My mother, to this day, like, she she doesn't understand, like, she created monsters within her children when she started, from young ages, making all her costumes, like, everything from Howard the Duck to... Oh, shit. Yeah, to, uh, you know, Tron to... You're going to have to put... Do you have photos? I do. You're going to have to put them on the screen on Instagram. I will. I will. It'll happen. Um, You know, and my, my first costumes, I was just recently found a box of stuff, and... My costume started, I was a princess. Next year, I was a ballerina. Oh, cute. The year after that, I was a dead princess. That sounds <laughs> like you. And then the next year, I was a dead ballerina. Didn't take you that long <laughs> to be twisted, did it? <laughs> and it was, I had to have a whole discussion with my mother about, like, I want to be dead. And 
She didn't. She was really not for it. But she like painted my. She powdered my face white and then like. Oh, I think it was she gave you white. Pop, yeah, she gave me white, white face. face. <laughs> and then, and then uh, she put like a like some red lipstick, just a little streak of it down my forehead, and that's uh-huh. all. That was all the blood I was allowed to have. Uh, so that was her reaction to you saying, "I want to be dead." Yeah. Because my mother, Jeannie, would have been like, "Okay, okay you're bitch. going to." The doctor. <laughs> oh, I thought you say I'll just strangle you. <laughs> oh shit! I mean, I don't, this is what you want. <laughs> uh, so you admit that children are monsters, okay? Uh, you said your mom would turn you kids into monsters. I mean, she to- she brought out our our need for Halloween every year. We like literally as Halloween's ending, I'm thinking about the next Halloween mm, already. Mm. Already planning out the next costume. Mm-hmm. My brother Marcel, he's worse than me when it comes to costumes. Like, oh, he, go on. Yeah, like I mean, he has epic epic costumes everything from i mean and he does random references but uh he did i don't know if you know what the gordon gartrell shirt episode is in the cosby show but it's, he did theo huxtable sewed his own shirt the lopsided designer shirt and met theo that night while he was out and about and they became friends i mean I don't, this shit randomly happens to your family you yeah. went out i remember you went out on your birthday and just randomly met shaka khan in the street yeah that, happened. that was fucked up i saw that on instagram and i was like how dare you <laughs> <laughs> but yeah all that that kind of um i feel like halloween it brings you to the, those who you're you your true people mm-hmm. those are well they, the freaks come out like really truly and like and I some re- of us are freaks all the time. All, so. Yeah, I'm just that year round. <laughs> but uh, I'd like to see it. You know, it feels like this is like that's my most comfortable time. This is my time coming up mm. right now. You know. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, so, uh, what are some uh, costumes people might see you as this year? Uh, well, you know, I discussed. Uh, I'm thinking, you know, there could be like a black Chun Li moment happening okay. this year. <laughs> but there could be, uh, you know, I just like some throwbacks. So I'm always thinking about maybe like a left eye. All like right. a clown moment. I don't, uh, it's gonna work. Don't okay, work. I'm, I'm. I'm. Don't worry about it. It'll what work. That, what, what, edits. No, no, no. It's it's gonna work. Um, <laughs> and then there's gonna be. I'm trying to think. Something from like like maybe like a ho Michael Myers that I could do that. <laughs> <laughs> Those work suits that I just got recently. Oh right, yeah, I could yeah, totally yeah. just be like. Dre's yeah. got some uh, tight onesies. Um, <laughs> mostly thinking like, last year was my first Halloween in Los Angeles. And I went to one of those Universal Studios horror, haunted horror tours or whatever. Uh, haunted horror, not horror. Mm-hmm. Uh, and those, I mean, I like going to scare, scary movies. They don't necessarily scare me, but I like the atmosphere. Yeah. I, uh, go, wa- doing those uh, haunted houses or whatever, I absolutely could not walk. Yeah, I was like, I had a pregnant friend at the time, and I made her go oh, in front of me. Why would they even let her in there? <laughs> oh God, I don't know, but I that was that was scary to me. Like the people jumping out, I'm uh, just yeah, like, things I'm jumping not, at you. Things are liable to go south, uh-huh. and I don't know what my hands are going to do either. <laughs> I can't believe your ass was even at one of those. I can't believe it either. The thing is, I agreed to it too soon. I feel like our, Adrea and I have a mutual friend named Becky, which is how we met each other, and I was. I feel like Becky was just she asked me like two months in advance and i was getting ready to move i was touring i was like yeah sure whatever the day came upon us we walked into the park and i was like oh no it like all kind of fell on me how horrifying this experience was going to be it's fucked up but i you know i don't really necessarily appreciate halloween for the costumes and for the pie it's a little bit conflict with me because of people thinking that the halloween is like 
oh, now I could dress up like an Indian chief. You know what I mean? I have a lot of arguments oh, yeah. when I go a out. A lot of so, blackface. Yeah. So, that. Uh, so people all of a sudden treating culture like a costume. And I'm mm-hmm. like, this is, especially when I was younger, it just led to constant conflict when I would uh-huh. go out. Um, but going out during Halloween, I don't know if it's like this in L.A. because I, I stayed in, um, but in New York... It is one of the most disgusting nights of the year. Like <laughs> Halloween, New Year's, St. Patrick's Isn't Day. Isn't Christmas really bad out there too? Like SantaCon or whatever. SantaCon is, yes, that is another horrifying day to be out. Um, but mostly because like people think they can drink as much as I can and then they they can't hold it. And then it just, there's this, the streets are filled with vomit. With trash. The yeah. subway, people are passing out all over each other. People are fighting. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like, and also because everyone's in costume, they think they can talk to you. Yeah. I remember I was on a very crowded train and I was dressed up like Brett Michaels and this was around the Rock of Love time and I had a long wig and oh, everything. Wow. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and somebody was like, hey, it's Brett Michaels, sing us a song. And I was like, God damn it. This is the thing about Halloween. Like, because people's in costume, like, there is no boundaries. Yeah. I feel like the boundaries are down. You gotta participate. And people just act you up. You gotta participate, I though. did sing Every Rose Has Its Thorn in the, in the subway. You but better. I was just like... Oh, my antisocial tendencies are really not liking this holiday. Yeah, you got to keep if you don't want to interact, then you now you stick to just a you're a sexy skeleton every year now. Is that yes, correct? I am. <laughs> <laughs> but I also don't go out on Halloween nights. Yeah. No, I, out here it's like a week of parties and then you probably don't. It, Halloween falls on like a what is it this year? Like a Monday or a Tuesday or something? Wednesday, I think. Or Thursday. Yeah, Thursday. Yes. Fr- or Friday, maybe? I don't know. Anyway, it's, it's a day that ends in day. Whatever. But uh, yeah, it's um, it's usually parties leading up to it or after it. And then, yeah, actual Halloween night. It's also different in L.A. because it's so spread out out here. Mm-hmm. But living downtown now, it's turning into like, it's like a small New York, like slightly. And it's just, yeah. The, the trash comes out. Yeah. It's, it's disgusting. I just, you know, there is <laughs> so much childlike wonder that I had around Halloween when I was younger, particularly because, you know, as a young gentle faggot <laughs> Halloween was a time that I could play with gender you know like my mother worked at a thrift store on the res so I always had like boxes of clothing yeah. and Halloween became a time where I could like quote unquote safely dress up like a girl you know what I mean and and I also felt like there were things that my mother was trying to protect me from I think I remember I, if I didn't have like clothes from the thrift store as my costume I would usually get those like two dollar plastic costumes from the grocery store because yeah. you know, we didn't have a lot of money yeah, back Thor then. And all that yeah, yeah. Uh, and I was I remember my mother. I wanted a Barbie costume, and my mom got me a skipper <laughs> and a robot, and she was like. Maybe you could wear the robot during school and you could wear the skipper when we're out trick-or-treating. And I was like, fuck that, mom. Um, No, I didn't say that because Jeannie would have slapped me across the face. (laughs) Uh, But I was like, I don't see why I can't wear the Barbie costume during the day and the night, too. And, and you know, I think, you know, she was trying to be like, you might want to tone it down a little bit, little thing. Um, but um, but the thing is, nobody at school cared. Yeah, it was second grade. Kids aren't thinking People about that all shit. kinds of different things. No, we put those ideas in their head. Like, yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. We don't care. Uh, as I re- I remember just enjoying, and a lot of my guy friends were and in, in school were dressing up as girls or whatever the fuck, and it was just why not? Yeah, why not? And I I see. I think like it. I wish that kind of energy would just continue past Halloween. Like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like why all these, you know, it's also the the beefiest, mo- most meathead dudes who want to dress up in lingerie and be hoes for a night. And then they go back to their bro mentality. Mm-hmm. I'm like, see, somewhere in you, mm-hmm. somewhere in there lurking. 
you know, you need to bring that energy out it's a little a bit sparkle. more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just, just shine. <laughs> but also, I just see like kids at that age. I remember one time um, somebody, because I had long hair, like all the men on my reservation, and somebody on the bus asked me, are you a girl or a boy? And again, this is like second grade, third grade probably. And I remember my cousin Rainbow being like, well, you know how there are tomboys? Well, he's a tom girl. I was like, hmm. kids are so can be so generous mm-hmm. when they're not taking on the homophobic attitudes of their parents. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't put if you don't give them all these other ideas, like allow them to f- formulate their own opinions. Mm-hmm. And yeah, kids are pretty fucking smart. That's why you shouldn't trash them so much, Tommy. I'm not trashing them in person. It's just <laughs> abstractly the idea. Okay, we don't have to talk about this no more. My books are my children, and we're saying this in front of my iPad Pro, okay? <laughs> um, my favorite, other than the day after Halloween, Halloween candy um, discount bin at every uh, convenience store in America. My favorite thing I think about Halloween now is like the Halloween episodes of TV shows. Yeah. You know, I always lived for the Treehouse of Horror Simpsons kind of stuff. I mean, Mm -hmm. because it got away because it did parodies, but that were so ridiculous. Um, like I still remember the parody of Nightmare on Elm Street, um, the, the Simpsons version and how much it like in, in that one, like groundskeeper Willie was Freddie and he had a rake instead of a, um, (laughs) instead of a claw hand, I believe, but Mm -hmm. just, you know, it uh, allowed me to see the references of scary movies in the cartoons that I love so much. You know what I mean? But also like in Bob's Burgers, have you seen the one where um, Gene dresses up like Queen Latifah? No. And he's like, you're banished from the land of Latifah. It's great. And <laughs> that, it's that like, show's very funny. you just, can do yeah, this without off. blackface, actually. It, I found it to be a very culturally appropriate uh, dressing up as Queen Latifah. Unlike that bitch Luann who dressed up like Diana Ross. Oh, my God. Uh, can they, can we just I just had to bring that up uh, yeah the problematic she said it was a tan she had I'm oh like, lord no bitch so she was bra- technically bronze face and yeah. not black face is that what she was trying to argue yeah. that's a weak argument mm-hmm. Luann I'm and sorry and that lopsided fro ooh <laughs> disrespectful ooh. anyway that's how not to do a costume yeah so do you, did you say okay so I remember again the only time I've ever gotten sick off candy this is a little bit hashtag disgusting Tired of ads interrupting your gripping investigations? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Ads shouldn't be the scariest thing about true crime. Start listening by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash true crime ad free. That's amazon.com slash true crime ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. But uh, I was watching Ghost Dad and I was eating my. <laughs> and this that did it. Is, this is Halloween. I was eating uh, a shit ton of candy. And I remember also eating um, uh, graham, uh, cinnamon graham crackers with a Betty Crocker vanilla frosting. I mean, I was I was a ravenous child. And that night, I remember waking up, and this is again Halloween, waking up in the middle of the night, still like sort of in my Halloween makeup. Uh, and I just remember like projectile vomiting and crying and my parent, my dad, and I was, it was, this is I was projectile vomiting like into the hallway and my dad came running out to see what was wrong and he s- slid in your Ugh. puke. Oh, don't puke I'm in getting, here, please. No, I'm getting, I can't do this anymore. I'm getting, I'm getting. Oh God. <laughs> What's wrong with you? I, <laughs> Ooh, and then I had to crawl to the toilet. Take a deep breath. Vomiting the whole time. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Oh my god. <laughs> Let's talk about some movies, shall we? We're scary movie wait, podcast. Wait, I got a candy story. Okay. Um, I mean, I've always had very good uh, luck. Like I was talking about, just random happenstances. Every time uh, Halloween comes around, I'm always running into people. Just weird circumstances happen. Um, but I have had a lot of good luck with like winning things on mm-hmm. Halloween. Like I used to all my parents would always enter me into like they used to, in my neighborhood. They'd have like local like win a, a bag of candy, like a giant bag of candy. You know, if you enter some kind of a raffle, blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. And I'd always be the kid that got that. So you know, my parents hated you. Yeah, I, hated kids I was like that you. kid. So my parents would take me all. To, so they know what neighborhoods to go to. So they take me to like the real, like rich neighborhoods, mm-hmm. and you know they'd escort me around there. And then I'd come home, and we I would usually get, there'd be a message waiting like, "You want a bag of candy?" So we go up to the store, and I have a whole other bag of candy. <laughs> I always hated you. And you know, thank goodness there was like no razor blades or anything in that shit. My mom's like, "Make sure you check," as I'm like scarfing it down <laughs> my. <laughs> we'll know one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> but. Um, yeah, for me, it, overall, like the feeling every time Halloween comes around, it's like nostalgia. Like Halloween for me is Christmas, mm. like for sure. Mm-hmm. I, I could I could do Halloween 24-7. It's my favorite thing ever. I, I just want to get all teary-eyed about it. And Aww, oh, look at you on the edge of an emotion, a genuine feeling <laughs> for once in your life. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like how this feels. <laughs> um, so here's some movies that happen on Halloween or around Halloween in the narrative. So Trick or Treat, Night of the Demons, Pet Cemetery, the Halloween franchise, of course, House of a Thousand Corpses, Flatliners, Hellfest, which I kind of liked. That was yeah. the one that came out last year and they're all it at a... It was a throwback. It's yeah, cool. Yeah. Um, Poltergeist, The Rage, Carrie 2. <laughs> <laughs> I actually haven't seen the new Pet Cemetery. I haven't seen the old Pet Cemetery, but uh, I saw yeah. the new one, and it's one of the worst movies I've ever seen in my yeah, entire I'm life. Yeah, I'm sorry that you started that way. But, yeah. but actually, it's only you can only go up from there, so you'll be pleasantly surprised. The second one's a doozy, mm. Edward Furlong. Oh, okay. It's a, it's a weird one, but okay. anyway. Um, so any one of those movies that kind of stick out to you? I mean, you were talking about Trick or Treat. Trick or Treat's hilarious. Um, what year did that come out? It's 85, 86, maybe? Yeah. yeah. So we got like this, he's like an emo kid, but he's kind he's into this like, but he's, it's, he's into this heavy metal dude mm-hmm. who he's obsessed with. And then this guy ends up like dying. Like he has like a, there's an electrical issue or something. He dies on stage mm-hmm. and his spirit goes into his record, like the last unheard record or something. Like okay. That. Okay. I have, you've seen this. You like, and um, somehow this kid gets this record channels his energy. And then this motherfucker is, cause he's also picked on in high school. Um, so this guy goes and avenges him and kills all these like all the popular kids in school. Okay, but he starts getting out of control. He starts killing, trying to kill his friends and people he's interested in. <laughs> no way a murderous demon could get out of control. <laughs> <laughs> Go figure. Uh. Um, and it's it's just a fun wild ride. It makes no sense, you know. Another that's it seems the, like the perfect sense thing about in scary movies is uh, tenuous. Yeah, in general, it's controlled nonsense. Yeah. Were you a Halloween fan? Were you a fan of the Halloween franchise? Are you a fan of the Halloween franchise? Oh, yeah. Those are, yeah. Like, what Exorcist is to some people, like, that's what Halloween is to me. That's, like, standard. Mm. Like, John Carpenter in general. Like, pretty much, basically everything he's ever made. But Halloween in particular, like, the music, which he did, and his scores are epic. Yeah. Um, Yeah, that is, that's a big, big deal for me. I came to to, to the franchise 
on Halloween, actually. The, Halloween was very special to me when I was a child because most of the time with my parents, um, other than the time that like my dad took me to see uh, uh, Lost Boys far too early for me, um, I wasn't really... They would always turn the TV off if I was watching a scary movie in their presence. Aww. They were gone a lot of the time, so I watched them anyway. But Halloween was the only... My brother would always throw a party on Halloween and show scary movies. And it was the only time as a child that I was allowed to watch them. Mm-hmm. And I remember that being the way that I first came to the Halloween franchise. I mean, I've watched them back to back several times at this point. And it, like, you're right. like It is the mood and the atmosphere and, and also the music mm-hmm. that kind of created the tension of that world. Mm-hmm. Um and I don't, I mean, they unravel as franchises tend to unravel. Um, but I loved the new one. I loved the new Halloween that came out. The one that kind of, it was written by Danny McBride, right? So yeah. it had, a, there had there were some genuinely brutal moments in it that I was just not prepared for. Yeah. But also there was a lot of funny shit that happened in it too. Well, I mean, that's, you know, the magic of Danny coming into it because he, he's, a, like a master of satirical content. Mm-hmm. Um, I the all, other thing they did that your movie Resurrection did not do <laughs> is uh, they started. I think it picks up um, from Halloween Two. Mm-hmm. That's where. So it's like years after Halloween Two, mm-hmm. and so let's so let just wipe away the rest of the the you know the franchise. We don't need to think about that shit. Which I'm sure fans of the genre were happy about Fine except that that means that erase Lori's son my dude josh hartnett he doesn't exist in the world Aww. anymore i, I mean, know that'll be his own he's in his own little universe <laughs> h2o is all for it's, it's for you baby okay good but um no i i wasn't okay the movie was not perfect mm-hmm. but it was great for what it was yeah and the fact that they've already they have the next two planned they're already coming out next year in the and i think maybe a year or two after mm-hmm. Um, they're bringing Danny McBride. I think was just like a really what that what a smart fucking choice. Mm-hmm. You know, I was so happy to hear that at least he was handling with care. And then John Carpenter gave his he gave the go ahead on it. Yeah. yeah, and he's I think he's going to be doing the music for it the next two films, which is really fucking awesome. I liked the fact that I mean this was talked about a lot when the movie came out, so I'm not like um, treading new ground or anything like that. But you know, so often the movie ends with the final girl getting in the cop car or getting in the boat or going away or like, you know, it just ends with her leaving. Like yeah. she's survived the night and now it's over mm-hmm. when really like that's when the trauma begins. Mm-hmm. You know, once your survival instinct wears off, once that adrenaline wears off, then you have to contend with the enormity of having survived something like that. And that that's something that the new Halloween kind of goes into yeah, and, and shows like Lori's deterioration, how that has affected her relationships with her daughter and her mm-hmm. granddaughter, how that continues to how the specter of surviving has continued to haunt her and shape her future um, and, 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 and shape her uh uh, her life and in ways that have made her isolated that have made her jumpy that have made her um sort of trigger happy and that have made <laughs> to say you the know least. what <laughs> don't give me a look like that <laughs> uh, the, and and also just that it oh, that like there's i i love matriarchy you know i think matriarchy would save the world if we would allow ourselves to submit to it um but there was something very matriarchal about that movie and oh, about like the, the 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 relationship between the grandmother the the daughter and the granddaughter you know mm-hmm. and i'm it's happy that empowering to see that absolutely yeah and i'm just so glad that um that motherfucker got what was coming to him <laughs> yeah because there were so many ways there was there was just <sighs> 
I loved that. Uh, the, so there was like a scene where there was like a babysitter and a kid, and like that kid was so fucking hilarious. That kid was hilarious. That, I'm glad that kid and got he the split. moment. Yeah, I mean that's what <laughs> what I would have done was get the fuck out. That is the smartest fucking thing, and I I bet you Danny wrote that shit. He was because he knows he's like we don't. That's how we would react. Mm-hmm. We, no, I'm not hanging out with you. Mm-mm. Like okay, I'm I'm sorry, but like what do you want to tell do? somebody to help you yeah, when I get out? Otherwise, we both gonna die. Yeah, no, I'm not gonna go out like. That. No. So I, I think you, I think you actually want me to live. So I'm going to do what you would want me to do. <laughs> Basically, I'm a humanitarian. You know what I mean? I'm lickety split out the fucking door. But that kid was comedy. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I yeah. loved him. Um, there, yeah, great kills. Home. I love the scene um, when the lights were turning out in the backyard and homeboys, you know, creeping up behind. I don't know what. The, and that was weird. After she breaks up with their boyfriend and then the best friend's trying to get with her and I'm like oh yeah you deserve to get yeah, taken everyone's, out yeah everyone's getting taken out one by one in this one and <laughs> you know what you deserve you probably do deserve you it you deserve that uh, the daughter was pretty the older daughter uh, she's pretty fucking annoying mm-hmm. but then she you know she turned around and okay we get why she doesn't like her mother so much yeah uh, Judy Greer yeah, Judy yeah. Greer yeah 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 uh, we get why she's not into it but uh, then we get like then she has to come around and understand like this is your life this, yeah. is, part, you're, this is just as much as part of your trauma as it is your mother's trauma. Mm-hmm. And I think they that was one thing they did really well was, like you said, they um, they really paid attention to that, at least that story, because that really does matter to this. You don't have to get too detailed with it, but of course she's affected by it. And that's exactly how she should be at this point. Mm-hmm. So she's basically like uh, Sarah Connor. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah. And, that, that, um, and that's like real horror. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That's and that's a real ghost story. And then they I mean, the thing is, again, with good with with um, really great horror, it's the chance to turn the subtext into text. And so the subtext of trauma then becomes the text of Michael's back in the world and he's going to motherfucking kill your ass. <laughs> um, did you do you have any feelings on Halloween three? Uh, I have a lot of feelings about it. Uh, it's, it's a film that uh, at the time, you know, I, I like a lot of people. They, I just didn't get it. Mm-hmm. And I had no idea that was always intentional in John Carpenter's mind. He always wanted to make that film. He always, uh, he never thought that Michael Myers was going to be uh, a continued character. He, so just for context sake, Halloween one and two were, they followed Laurie and Michael and basically over the course of a few days, Halloween three was a complete departure. There were mm-hmm. no characters from any other one of the movies in it. So it was basically like, you know how American Horror Story reboots like every season. Yeah, it was an anthology. It was like before anthologies, but that's what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I only the last, I'd say, four or five years went back to it. And that movie is hilarious and amazing, and it's really awesome. It's about demon kids. Yeah. And the kids, they put these masks on in Halloween, something plays on the TV screen, and then, like, their heads melt or something like that? Yes. Um, So, okay. So, and they also, they make reference to it in the new Halloween. You see, during the the trick-or-treat sequence at the beginning, you see kids dressed in these masks. Because it's, they're, they're, I think, very uh, intricate to the storyline. Tom Atkins, he's like... Uh, he was in Night of the Creeps. He was in uh, Maniac Cop. He always plays like a beefy, like a macho detective kind of type. I'm into it. Yeah, and Get he's. Up, I think. He, yeah, he's he's Hello. super daddy. All right. um, this movie, <laughs> it's, this movie, you know, it's not even low key misogynistic. It's pretty misogynistic, mm. but uh, it's fucking hilarious. Uh, it's the tone doesn't make any sense. Very, but it's still very funny. He's. Uh, getting chased around this whole time by like this demonic toy maker who his whole plan is basically uh, when you when these he ships out all these uh, 
these masks and kids wear them around the world. And then when this commercial plays, the masks react to it and then they die. <laughs> okay. And so, yeah, like, so you see like this kid in like this little pumpkin mask and his head starts melting and, and, he, <laughs> and he dies in the living room. Uh, and it's a lot. That's low key. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, but it was like, okay. As a kid, I was like, where the fuck is Michael Myers? Like, when is he popping mm, up in this movie? Mm-hmm. And it had nothing to do with it. And it stands on its own. Now, John Carpenter ended up, he didn't end up directing it because he just walked away from the whole thing. But he, he I think he produced it and whatnot. Um, but it's definitely something I think everybody should go ahead and go back to that for sure. Like, Halloween 3 deserves praise. Um, I hope that they make more references to it. I, I wouldn't be mad if they tried to remake that. Like, mm. in some kind of way, I hope they make... They need to have a Tom Atkins cameo is what they need to have. Gotcha. He's showing up at... Um, Beyond Fest, which is coming up here in Los Angeles, which we need to get tickets to, by the way, All right. tomorrow morning. Um, I have one final question before we cap this discussion off. What? Have you hooked up on Halloween in costume? Um, Sure. Have I'm you tra- ever done the walk of shame in costume? Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one time I got fucked by a Captain America as... <laughs> As Andy Warhol. Oh, just, that was a visual. <laughs> and yeah, okay. All of you out there in listener land, if you see us on the streets, uh, come and say hi and maybe hook up with me. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, uh, this being our Halloween episode, this is also my, this is airing on my uh, 10-year anniversary in in L.A. Oh. I moved here on Halloween. So, yeah, this is all very... Uh, I don't know. It's coming full together. Full circle? Very full circle. All right. Well, um, happy anniversary, Drea, and happy Halloween, everybody else. Happy Halloween. <laughs> all right. We've survived all the way to Act 3. Act 3 this week is our Scream Queen. Uh, we've got Brandy as Carla in I Still Know What You Did Last Summer. So Carla is Julie James roommate and best friend uh julie james uh is the final girl in i know what you did last summer played by jennifer love hewitt um carla wins a trip to the bahamas um by incorrectly guessing the capital of brazil by way of a bag of coffee um And over, it's like a radio contest. Magic 96.7. None of it makes any god. There, the trivia, it was a trip to the Bahamas. The trivia wasn't even about the Bahamas. I don't, none of it How made any god. they intercept the call? I don't understand. I guess it was like that dude, the whole West, the whole time or something like that, but. I don't get it. Yeah. It, so, all right. So, it doesn't make nothing makes sense in this movie um the movie doesn't do so well you know tying up its ends but um so carla uh, brings her boyfriend and her friend and julie james um and they meet this cast of characters on the island that are bound to get picked off one by one including uh the sporty spice karaoke bartender played by jennifer esposito uh stoner white boy in dreads presumably from portland oregon i guess uh by played by jack black and can i tell you his death scene by pinking shears or whatever like it was gross but it was so satisfying oh yeah because he was fucking annoying oh yeah uh and then there's a smarmy innkeeper played by um veteran character actor of sci-fi and horror. He's been in everything. Jeffrey Combs. Um, And it turns out this contest was a ruse to get Julie out to the island during storm season because 
I, homeboy didn't want to kill her on land and wanted to. Well, pay he her. was from that island. Okay. Um, so yeah, he wanted. You know, they got to He has to bury her in the plot where his wife was buried. Mm-hmm. You know, we come to f- discover that, and that's real loosely tied in. So he guess worked on that island, and I guess somebody died on that island, and and then we find out that homeboy that she's with. That Carla was pushing on Jennifer the whole right, time. Right, right, right. Carla was like, "This is my friend Wes. You got to meet him." You know, g- you know, uh, or Will. Will, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah. like, you know, Ju- Julie had had broken up with Freddie Prince Jr. at this point. She was just like, you know, got to get under a new man to get over the old one. She. Uh, so some of her quotes were, as Julie tries to defend uh, Freddie, she uh, <laughs> Carla's <laughs> responses. Uh, Ray, he's so Ray. Another quote. Uh, Damn, you got to convince him to go to the Bahamas? <laughs> <laughs> and another quote, try is like maybe. Try is like bullshit. Uh, all wonderful, wonderful quotes that Delivered sum with up Carla Wilson. Delivered with aplomb. And let's see, any, yeah, I think those are... Those are the ones, but at the same time, her trash ass boyfriend, Mackay Pfeiffer. Who I, who's, what his death I did not see coming. Uh, no, I didn't see it either, but he was asking for it the uh, whole time. Yeah. He was pretty rude. They made him such a dickhead at yeah, it. Like, he it was, was, it was aggressive. He was just like trying to get it in the whole time. It was terrible. As he got tonight. But anyway, Julie finds out that somebody still knows what she did last summer by karaoke, which I thought was rude. And why does it, why does Julie not have one but two singing sequences? She she gets to premiere her her short lived song career. That's in there. And then <laughs> she was she gets, very big in Japan. Oh, okay. She was very big in Japan. Um, and then she goes on to have the karaoke moment. But they don't give Brandy this Brandy, beautiful the songbird, singer, the voice of an angel, gets no songs. She didn't get to sing nothing in karaoke. Nothing. Because Julie a, freaked out and was like, "Somebody still knows what I did last summer," and like had to like yuck everyone's good time. What a missed opportunity. What a fucked up situation like that's what I can't get over is like Brandy could have just been singing this whole movie and I would have been it would have been amazing I would have been fine yeah Uh, but we get this so we know Carla's a badass because we get this brief sequence of her in the gym kicking a, a, a punching bag so it's like Girls got skills, I guess. Um, I appreciated her in this movie because we were just talking about that uh, Demons movie where so many people were just like standing and screaming. Carla screams on the run. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? She's jumping. She's she stays fa- flying through glass through things, windows. Yeah, falling yeah. through she things. She keeps getting her leg caught she's in moving. holes. Yeah. She's moving. <laughs> and, you know, I appreciate that. Now, what happened at the end? She, she fell she, back into something and then you don't see what happens to her. Yeah. She, then- <laughs> she survived technically the way that I would, the way that you identified. <laughs> which is she gets taken out before the final fight. And I fully believe she was watching Julie from behind some bushes. Like, I'm not going to get involved in that bullshit. That's your business. Mm-hmm. And then when Julie lives, she's like, oh, hey, like a fake limp comes out. Yeah, oh, yeah. hey, girl, I'm just I just woke up. I was like in a coma or some shit. Like her ankle was hurting, though. Yeah. She needed to take a break. <laughs> uh, she I just she knows how to play the game. I'm just saying she got incapacitated she at a very a convenient time. She deserved a chase because of her her bad taste in men. She didn't deserve to die, though. No. So and so she made it out. Yeah. So limped uh, her way out. <laughs> she limped her way out. Thank you so much, Brandy, for portraying Carla Wilson. And I still know yes. what you did last summer. You are our scream queen. Scream Queen is produced by Alexandra De Palma and Domino Sound, with theme music by Doc Allison. I'm Tommy Teebs Pico. You can find me at Hey Teebs H E Y T E B S on all relevant social media. I'm Drea Washington. You can find me on Instagram at HeyGirlHey. That's H-E-Y-G-R-L-H-E-Y. You 
can also find us on Instagram at Scream Queen Podcast. And you can find us on the World Wide Web at ScreamQueenPodcast.com. In the scary movie of your life, you better Scream Queen! Tired of ads interrupting your gripping investigations? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Ads shouldn't be the scariest thing about true crime. Start listening by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash true crime ad free. That's amazon.com slash true crime ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.